Let's talk about Fiverr. Fiverr, for me, is the, the new Mechanical Turk. Um, it's basically the new tool. Um, it's basically my Hustler paint set. I go to Fiverr for all kinds of crazy things. I started doing it around the holidays um, and during the pandemic as a way to... I don't know, it kind of represents a small army of people that will do all kinds of stuff for you, right? Yeah, and that's empowering, really. Um, what's interesting is, like, the evolution of this is, like, literally I went from the world of Mechanical Turk, right? Did a lot of Mechanical Turk. Um, I did a lot of data research with Ask Your Target Market. Um, but Turk people were more capable of doing a wide range of things. Um, but they didn't really, they couldn't tell you what they could do. Like, you had to basically spawn a task on Mechanical Turk and navigate it. Um, and you also had to, I did mostly surveys or I had people do data analysis on, um, on Mechanical Turk. It's a great place to, to sort of do proof checks and a little bit of data mining or even like test flows on a website. It's just an immense, amazing resource and it's pennies. Um, however, I like to actually pay people a decent wage. That's something I, I started doing. Um, it's really hard to pay people, you know, five cents for something. Um, huge missed out opportunity um, for, for Amazon to actually, uh, they probably had a time where they could have um, enabled uh, mechanical Kirk, uh, Turk payments to happen in crypto. Um, if you think about it, um, Amazon had a huge, immense opportunity to, to sort of pilot test and uh, prototype a, a notion of crypto. And they... Uh, they missed out on that. That was that was probably that could have made them another trillion dollars probably. Um, anyways, speaking of crypto, I went to Fiverr over the weekend and uh, I had a crypto coin made. Yeah, why not? Somebody could do it on Fiverr and seemed fun, so I said let's do it. So <laughs> now Fiverr is not cheap. Um, it's che- it's more expensive than Turk, of course. But a lot of times, I think if you're where I'm at now in the space of startups and hustle and whatnot, um, basically anything under $500 is free. Meaning by the time I get two people to work on it or one engineer to work on it or one marketing person to work on it, and after I've explained to them what I want to do and sort of, you know, do, uh, do different things, and of course, I don't even know if they have the skill set of what I want them to do. I'm going to drop $500. You know what I mean? I'm going to drop it. So why not drop it on a guy in Venezuela or a girl in Kenya? You know what I mean? Who can um, supposedly, um, says they can do exactly what you want. Now, of course, it's a lot of trial and error. Um, and Fiverr has a good system to give you a notion of who's got good ratings and doesn't. In fact, Fiverr, I think, is a is a trillion-dollar opportunity in itself. It's, it's going to become the... If it continues to grow, it continues to stay in front of where people can be enabled because things like the no-code movement can make somebody, you know, code apps up there and they're really not doing the code, right? Um, It's just an amazing market. I love to explore it. I almost like to search it by most recent person who joined who thinks they can do something. I almost want to give more work to the people who... um, are 
are trying versus the people who are pros. And so much, every social network that comes out seems to aggregate the list of who are the best, who are the best, who are the best. And we have this obsession with sort of who are the best in our society. We want our best. Who's the best? You got somebody? Are they the best? Right? What we don't realize is that there's actually a huge, there's actually more people who are not necessarily the best, but they have the aptitude to be the best. See, that's just it. Do we want the person who's the best and is an actual straight-up a-hole? Or do we want someone who's got an aptitude for best and is looking for the right opportunities in life so they can leverage their humility and their approach to wanting to do good work? You know what I mean? That's what it's about, man. So there's a part of me that I give people that have no ratings a chance. (laughs) I, I try to do that as often as I can. Part of it's a psychology study for me just to see and talk to this new person. And then you say, well, yeah, but aren't you partying with the cash? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I dropped $50 on a cryptocurrency coin. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I would have blown that out of the bar. I would have bought that. Okay, that would have been like two two drinks and, I don't know, some fries or one of those crazy dishes. It's basically the pretzels and the mustard sauce. But it's basically like eight ninety five, you know, dude. It's free. I mean, I would have spent so much more time talking to my team about that, and then going through all the email traffic of stuff. No, man, no, 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 no. That's not the way to go. It's not the way to do the future, man. The way to do the future is you got to do things in parallel because that's how universes work. Like, if you want to work like a universe, you're gonna have to work. You know, in parallel, right? So right now, there's there's like what a couple million multiverses at my current moment. In this multiverse, we're actually gonna uh, we're gonna do things a little differently. You know what I mean? I have to think about that. I have to think about like this was the multiverse where we decided to do things the hard way. I think in another multiverse, I actually buy my parents' home. My parents' home was going up for sale, and I'm having a hard time with it being sold. I don't really want it to be sold. And I know it's too much for me to take as well, though. Like, it's too much for me to take on, but I don't want for it to be sold. I kind of want to, you know, I want like a, you know, was it uh, Godric's, whatever. I want, I want one of the goblins from <laughs> Harry Potter to show up. And he shows up, and he's like, it's good to see you, Mr. Lockwell. How can I help you? And I'll be like, I'm glad you came, Simon. I know you came all the way from the world of Hogwarts. Anything for you, Mr. Lockwell. What do you have for me to see? Well, I'd like you to review this house. This is parents grew up in. Interesting. Is this an asset you wish to protect? Yes, I wish to protect this asset and... <clears throat> Keep it immortalized in my family name. Excellent, Mr. Rockwell. I know your dubious powers of observation have probably given you some hindsight to what you see here today. That's true. And he's a very deep, kind of goblinish character. You know, goblins are all about money and greed, but they're also about the logic of the money and what are you doing exactly. And they, they have no feelings for anyone. So their voice is very potentially monotone and sinister, which is just nice.
I see you have a beautiful home. Your parents did very well for themselves, didn't they, Mr. Rockwell? Yes, they did. What do you think about this deck? Let's get a beautiful deck. It's only 1.5 acres. The goblin strolls out onto the deck. He fixes his suit. He sneers at the sun above him, preferring the darkness of caves. I can't say I love nature, Mr. Rockwell. This is the most sun I've seen in years. I love your yard, though. Are these steps here? Did they go all the way down to the garden and ravine below? Yes, they go all the way down there. You can go all the way down the creek. The creek's nice. Yes, I wouldn't go as far as down there. However, it does give the assets some allure beyond the house itself. I see you have a sunroom. What appears to be seven rooms in this place. This is quite immense. Is there a reason you're not taking this asset for yourself, Mr. Rockwell? Well, it's just more than I need. It's more house than I need. And, um... I'm just worried about the conflict it might create with my family, I guess. Interesting humans have such interesting complexities for a race it's all about the performance of itself you carry such a weary burden of perception too bad that the greed within your own soul hasn't simply shown you the way that's the thing goblins with money they know things they're cynical for a whole bunch of reasons. Part of it, just for their character. And then, of course, they add so something else. Alexa, next. It's just, you know, like, you can't have vocals in classical. It's better. Um, <laughs> anyways... Is there a reason why there's not a dragon here to protect this home? Possibly a, a few ginormous trolls. I have a fantastic deal on trolls if you'd like. Here, look at these beautiful ice troll. And then I actually do have an ice giant. Do you want an ice giant? No, I don't want an ice giant. I want to figure out what to do with this house. Oh, your loss. These are some of the best giants around. Well, I, we could uh, have uh, Green Gods purchase this house and we could uh, put it into a composite phantom and possibly build a Horcrux from its very soul. Actually, I already think there's a Horcrux in the house. That's the problem with it. Really? You feel there's a soul somehow connected to this structure? Yes. Um, the soul that's attached to my house is my soul, my brother's soul, my sister's soul, my parents' soul. <laughs> I don't know if I can live in the house and have my brothers and sisters show up. I think they would... I don't know. I don't know. 
seems you're stepping into a much bigger problem, Mr. Rockwell. Perhaps your own lens of reality has shifted. It's true. It has. Um, and I don't know. I don't want to really want to protect the house of a dragon or a nice troll. And I could, I could put it in a phantasm continuum and that's kind of what I want to do. I want to I wish there was somebody at Green Gods that would come out to the house and basically say, Oh, Mr. Rockwell, you're talking about this home. Well, of course, this home is on the sacred protected list of Green Gods. Here, here in the fine print, as you can see, your father and mother, well, models, were actually spiritually enlightened. Your father and your mother were protected by Dementors for nearly all their life. Something about the very essence of the genuine soul apparently made them quite favorable in the world of Hogwarts. Raincots here. Well, you've got a you've got a gnome rating of seven. That's quite exciting. Most gnomes don't uh, actually goblins. Sorry, they're goblins, not gnomes. Um, but the most of them are a bit lower than that. So. Just for you, I'm going to throw in three ice trolls, yeah, so that's right, and even a dragon. Come here, Jessica. Um, <laughs> my cats come to me when I snap. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Fiverr in my home. Hmm.